1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Absolute Software Corporation's third quarter fiscal 2021 conference call. Before beginning its formal remarks, Absolute would like to remind listeners that that certain portions of today's discussion may contain forward looking statements that reflect current views with respect to future events and conditions. Any such statements are subject to risk and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ. Materially from those projected in the, these forward-looking statements. Any forward-looking statements com- contained in today's conference call are made as, <coughs> excuse me, as at the date hereof, and Absolute does not undertake any obligation to update pu- publicly or to revise any of the included forward-looking statements, whether as a re- result of new information, future events, or otherwise, except as may be required by applicable by security laws. For more information on the assumptions, risk, and uncertainties relating to those, these forward looking segments, please refer to the appropriate section of the company's Q3, Fiscal 2021, MD&A, which is now available on the Absolute, Websites, Absolute Software's website and will be available on CEDAR and Edgar. Edgar. I would also like to remind everyone that the conference call is being recorded today, Tuesday, May 11th, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I would now like to turn the conference over to Christy White, President and Chief Executive Officer. Officer, please go ahead.
2: Thank you, operator. Good, afterno- good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Absolute Software's Q3 Fiscal 2021 conference call. Joining me on the call today will be our CFO, Steven Gadoff. In addition to announcing a solid quarter, we are very excited to announce that we have entered into a definitive agreement to acquire NetMotion, a provider of security solutions for the world's growing remote workforce. With the combination of Absolute's endpoint resilience NetMotion's network resilience, and our collective data and intelligence capabilities, Absolute will create a first-of-its-kind solution that will deliver always-on connectivity, unmatched visibility, control, and resilience. Today, we'll first take you through our strong Q3 results and the continued positive trends in our business, and then I will review the rationale and strategic fit for acquiring NetMotion. I'll be joined by NetMotion CEO, Christopher Kennessy, who will share with you a bit more about the company, and then Steven will take us through the financial benefits of the transaction. Q3 was another strong quarter for Absolute, reporting record ARR revenue and adjusted EBITDA for the third consecutive quarter. We added 2.9 million of ARR in Q3 and exited the quarter with ARR of 120.4 million, up a record 19% year over year and driven by an 18% increase in active devices. We reported record revenue growth of 18% with continued strength and adjusted EBITDA margins and solid cash flow. These consistently strong numbers are a direct reflection of our ability to execute and the strong demand for endpoint resilience capabilities as organizations across all industries are under pressure to adopt, adapt to the new remote and hybrid working models. Growth in Q3 was driven by a series of new customer wins as well as expansions across our existing customers notably across insurance, healthcare, and manufacturing industries. Our investments in innovation continue to pay off, enabling our customers with solutions that provide intelligence and resilience for the applications they're running across their organizations. In Q2, we expanded web usage analytics for both enterprise and education customers. Delivering deeper, historical analytics and insights into usage patterns to make better informed decisions on the applications on their devices. Since then, the adoption of this capability is exceeding our expectations with a 152 percent increase in Q3 on more than 2.5 million devices across all market segments, including both enterprise and education. We also added more mission-critical applications to our growing application persistence library leveraging the power of Absolute's persistent self-healing connection to monitor the health, report, and repair critical cap- uh, applications on the device. New titles include Fortinet's FortiClient, Client, Lenovo's Device Intelligence, and Palo Alto Network's Global Protect security platform, to name a few. As the only provider of application persistence, we continue to see more customers adopting this critical capability, particularly to ensure endpoint management and VPN tools remain healthy and undeletable across their enterprise. This quarter we saw a 20% increase in activations of application persistence being used for Tanium and a 42% increase in customers persisting Cisco AOT. And since adding Netscope and Palo Alto Global Protect to our portfolio, we've seen a 27% increase in the activations of Netscope and a 50% increase of activations focused on the healing of Palo Alto Global Protect. We are excited to release our custom rules engine, which monitors and alerts on a wide range of endpoint events, such as IP address changes, removal of device hardware, or the disabling of security controls. Customers leverage this capability to monitor and respond to suspicious device activity. For example, a security admin can be alerted on suspicious events, such as encryption being deactivated, a hard drive being removed, a device moving outside of a geofence boundary, or someone someone attempting a factory reset. The admin can then take remediation actions through absolute reach or freeze. We've continued to see momentum in our growing partner and channel programs with a 20% increase in the number of elite and premier partners. And we were also honored to be acknowledged for this program in Channel Reseller News' 2021 Partner Program Guide, a list of distinguished partner programs from leading technology companies. In Q3, we also enjoyed a number of additional recognitions. One in particular was from Canada's Globe and Mail as a result of our commitment to workplace diversity. Absolute was recognized in the Globe and Mail's 2021 Women Lead Here list, an annual editorial benchmark that identifies best-in-class executive gender diversity in corporate Canada. In summary, it was another very strong quarter for us, marked by continued execution and market momentum. Our unique and differentiated resilience capabilities are accelerating our customers' ability to stand up their new work-from-anywhere strategies, ensure their devices, data, and applications are secure, and delivering their intended value. I'll now now turn the call over to Stephen to take us through the Q3 financials in more detail.
3: Thanks, Christy. Good afternoon, everyone. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, We're very excited about both our Q3 results and the compelling addition to our platform of the NetMotion acquisition. It's a terrific business and fit, and we look forward to going through it with you. With that, let's first look at the solid results being driven by our SaaS model in the third fiscal quarter ended March 31st, 2021, beginning with ARR. Our record results this quarter were driven by strong growth in our education sector, which was up 35% year over year. The growth reflects the trend that we've seen develop over the last few quarters as our education customers continue to execute their digital transformation strategies on top of the robust support that the sector is getting in funding. Performance in enterprise and government remains solid in Q3, with ARR growing approximately 12% year-over-year consistent with last quarter. As we've noted during our last few calls, there remain some lingering COVID-related headwinds and a few enterprise verticals including healthcare, prop services and retail. We continue to experience solid growth in financial services and government and we remain focused on accelerating our overall growth trajectory. In so far as our global presence, we continue to see strong demand where international ARR comprised approximately 30% of our year-over-year growth. We also saw strong results in net dollar retention that continued to expand and came in at 110% in Q3 versus 101% in the prior year. This all culminated in a strong top-line result, as Christy mentioned, with total revenue coming in at $30.7 million, up 18% year over year. Looking at spend and profitability, total non-IFRS operating expenses in Q3 was $19.2 million, up modestly from the prior fiscal Q2 as we invested in sales headcount and go-to-market activity as well as increased costs associated with being a U.S. listed company, as we expected. This all culminated in an adjusted EBITDA margin of 25% in Q3, ahead of expectations on both the timing of hiring and some good fundamental expense management. We ended the quarter with 530 employees, up marginally from the December quarter end. Finally, we generated $7.3 million in cash from operations in Q3, And we exited the quarter with 132.4 million dollars of cash and no debt as you can see in our financial results the past several quarters we're excited about the powerful growth trajectory that we're on having achieved significant growth in ARR revenue and adjusted EBITDA we're continuing to invest in order to capitalize on multiple growth drivers including channel and global expansion cross-selling of the platform and analytics, and an exciting pipeline of new products. Importantly, we also continue to be committed to driving profitable growth, and so we focus on delivering revenue growth and healthy adjusted EBITDA margins. With that, let's turn to our financial outlook for our current end of year, fiscal year, ended June 30th, 2021. We expect the power of our SaaS model to drive solid results as we continue to invest in our business. We expect some increased spend over the prior Q3 and Q4 in two important areas, sales and marketing in headcount and program spend and engineering in new product and platform trajectory. And so considering all this, we're raising our financial outlook for the full year fiscal 2021 ending June 30th, 2021, as follows. We're raising our revenue guidance and expect full-year total revenue to be in the range of $119 million to $120 million. This equates to a full-year fiscal 2021 revenue growth of approximately 14% to 15%. We're raising expectations for adjusted EBITDA margin for fiscal 2021 and anticipate that to be in the range of 24% to 25%. We're also raising guidance for cash from operating activities margin to be in the range of 32% to 35%. And finally, we're maintaining our expectations for capital expenditures for the full fiscal year 2021 to be in the range of $3 million to $4 million. That completes our review of our Q3 earnings results. And so I'll hand it back over to Christy to dive into the NetMotion acquisition.
2: Thank you, Stephen. The past 12 months have been transformative in so many ways for our industry. One of the most visible among these is the impact on how companies look at how they work and how they secure their enterprise in the face of broad mobility. According to Gartner, 90% of businesses are preparing for employees to work remotely even once COVID-19 vaccines are widely available. To support the new hybrid work paradigm, businesses continue reimagining endpoint access and network security to support the new work from anywhere era. Another long-standing effect of the past year is the need for greater operational agility. As workers were sent home on a moment's notice, IT organizations globally were tested in ways we've never seen before to mobilize the workforce at scale and with velocity. Many realized that once out of the building, they lost much of the visibility and control they previously had. Organizations today realize that the world can change on a dime and the foundation of their endpoint management strategy needs to be flexible and able to respond without compromising either the security posture or the user experience. Which brings me to the third macro trend. For so, indus- for so long as an industry, we have focused on the detection and remediation of risk. We've added layers and layers of technology on these devices designed to protect the data. But as we know, that protection is only effective, that those controls remain installed, running, and healthy. We've talked many times about the dark endpoint dynamic and its effects on the security posture of the enterprise. When critical controls go offline or a device is no longer visible or able to connect, the data and the user are vulnerable. For the past year, we've seen a new level of accountability for IT organizations to not just install security, but to ensure that it is working even in the face of adversity. So it is against that backdrop that I would like to announce the acquisition of NetMotion. Absolute assigned a definitive agreement to acquire NetMotion, a provider of security solutions for the world's growing remote workforce. Under the terms of the agreement, Absolute will acquire all issued and outstanding shares of privately held NetMotion for approximately 340 million in cash. We see this transaction as a natural adjacency for our business that will position us to lead in the new work from anywhere era and to define a new standard of endpoint resilience that enables the hybrid working world. Importantly, This transaction creates compelling financial benefits for our shareholders. Going forward, the transaction is accretive to ARR revenue, adjusted EBITDA, and adjusted EBITDA margin. This strengthens our commitment to the Rule of 40 and our continued goal of delivering balanced growth and profitability. We expect the transaction to close in four to six weeks, subject to anticipated regulatory approvals. From a strategic point of view, this transaction is a really pivotal moment for our company. What we gain by the addition of net motion is really remarkable and how well it lines up with the future of our space. Endpoint resilience has become critical to effective remote work. And as we look out to the emergence of the work from anywhere era, we see endpoint resilience playing an increasingly vital role in helping organizations deliver deliver secure and productive experiences. We're going to go through a lot today, but what I really want you to understand about this transaction is really four key themes. First, acquiring net motion and adding network access capabilities is the natural evolution of endpoint resilience to meet the changing needs of our customers. Second, we are well positioned to create a unique offering in the high growth SASE and ZTNA markets, where endpoint resilience is vital to raising the bar on security without compromising productivity. Third, we are positioned to secure a highly relevant and differentiated position in mobile as our customers manage a multi-device world. And fourth, we are positioned to create a platform that delivers unmatched visibility to the remote work experience with data and analytics. Together we take two companies with really compelling IP and unique customer value that were tailor-made for the exponential growth of the hybrid work model. And we work to blend the best of endpoint resilience with connection resilience. Our combined company has the potential to have a truly unique set of solutions that address what our customers need now and well into the future. This combination is about combining resilient secure endpoints and resilient secure network access to ultimately create a happier hybrid employee, a more effective IT department, and a more secure organization. I spoke earlier about the mobilization of the workforce in 2020 and the permanent shift that that has occurred in how companies think about work today. Prior to 2020, remote work was quite rare. One study found that about 90% of employees rarely or never worked from home. For organizations, that meant that remote work was a small group with a defined connection to corporate assets from a limited set of devices. And if it was an inefficient uh, user experience for the worker, then so be it. The office or physical space also played a large role in the company's digital security strategy as so many end users were on campus and therefore protected by the local network. Overnight, we all saw that completely reverse. One study estimated that 96% of companies are willing to offer flexible work options moving forward. Remote work went from a separately managed security and compliance process to really the center of the working experience. And this has long-term implications for how organizations address security and productivity that are only still just emerging. But one of the obvious outcomes is that work can happen anywhere on a broader number of devices, providing that they can connect. Organizations today are racing to catch up on this new paradigm. The near-term imperatives are some of the tailwinds that we've talked quite a bit about in this past year. Organizations today are asking themselves, how can I mobilize my entire workforce? How can I deliver a great experience? How do I remediate issues when devices go dark? How can I proactively ensure security regardless of the location? This has led to a race Uh, for point solutions for specific problems, but at the same time, we're seeing our customers starting to ask themselves bigger questions about what's coming next. A recognition of the lasting and revolutionary impact of the work from anywhere era. Questions like how do I secure corporate access to assets across the cloud, on premise, and in the data center with a hybrid multi-device workforce? How do I harden security in this now work from anywhere era without degrading the user experience? And how can I improve the remote work experience? How can I get data and analytics about what's really going on with those devices. These forces are what bring us here today. These questions can be boiled down to two things. How do I make sure my employees have a resilient, secure set of devices that I can trust? And how do I make sure that they are consistently and securely connected to the network? What has also emerged is that so often securing the network connection comes at the expense of a sub-optimized user experience. Sluggish connections, poorly performing applications, or even losing the ability to connect to the enterprise completely leaving the employee exposed and unproductive. We believe a zero trust security posture necessary for any SASE evolution cannot be achieved if the network can't trust the data coming from the endpoint. By connecting visibility, control, and self-healing between the network and the endpoint, you can significantly harden security while simultaneously improving the experience through resilient self-healing endpoints. And Absolute is uniquely positioned with this acquisition to deliver unique value in helping customers make this transition. And in doing so, we can accelerate our strategy to become a highly relevant player in this high growth market. Endpoint resilience and network access play an integral role together to meet the needs of the work from anywhere era. You can see that this combination creates a significant amount of expanded opportunity for our combined company. With NetMotion, we expand our core total addressable market from the 68 billion endpoint security market to 111 billion combined endpoint security and network access market. We've talked about this before, but this market consists of well-identified business drivers that are contributing to our strong business momentum. What I really want to underscore is that the position we gain in what we call the secure access market, which looks at the key components of zero trust and SASE that we had just talked about. With NetMotion, we'll create a highly compelling, competitively advantaged offering in a market segment that's growing at a 28% compound average growth rate. That is why acquiring NetMotion made so much sense to us. We can deliver broad benefits to our customers in a really critical part of the market. Now in a second, I'll get into more detail about what our combined platform will have the opportunity to do together. But first I'd like to introduce Christopher Kennedy, NetMotion CEO, who will take you through a bit more about NetMotion and the success and innovation they've delivered to the market.
4: Thank you, Christy. Um, I'm extremely excited about the opportunity that this combination presents. Uh, As we embarked on this process of identifying our next partner for this new chapter of accelerated growth, it was important that we found someone whom shared our vision for security and compliance in the work from anywhere world. Absolutely immediately stood out from all the other suitors based on their myopic focus providing next generation solutions to better manage endpoint security without impacting the user experience. It has been a pleasure working with Christy and the team these past few weeks, and has underscored our belief that joining Absolute is the best next chapter for NetMotion. Let me tell you a little bit about our company. NetMotion Software is a Seattle-based organization with 185 employees around the world. Our vision is to secure enterprise perimeters while optimizing network performance and most importantly, improving user experiences. NetMotion is the only secure access platform that combines security, visibility, and policy management to provide the best, most secure customer experiences. NetMotion's leading unified SASE platform combines three key elements. Zero Trust Network Access, otherwise known as ZTNA, digital experience monitoring, and a highly optimized enterprise VPN delivering uncompromising and secure network access in the most rigorous customer environments. Our platform successfully supports over 1 million workers and 3,000 organizations. We are particularly proud of our Net Promoter Score of 91, which has led to one of the best gross retention rates in the industry. Additionally, Four out of five of the largest US airlines are customers, two out of three of the largest logistics providers, and 85% of all first responders across North America. I'll take a moment to explain exactly how NetMotion works. NetMotion allows enterprises to allow, uh, to access critical enterprise resources, whether they are in the cloud, on-premise, or third-party hosted applications like Salesforce, Office 365, et cetera. Our platform not only provides the access, but actively optimizes the network traffic to get more out of the network than anyone. Users immediately notice an improved user experience going about their daily tasks based on these network optimizations. Here are a few examples. A large financial service provider Uh, decided to send their global call center employees home when COVID hit and almost immediately noticed a degraded user experience and employee satisfaction hit due to the dropped calls and poor voice quality on their laptop-based smartphones. Via our network optimizations, we immediately improved the user experience and more importantly, um, employee productivity. Another example is one of the largest law firms in the world recently deployed us and a senior partner was able to access and download content from their document management system while on an international flight. The partner could never do this before. It's a great example of our ability to optimize the most poor performing networks. Finally, based on our distributed architecture, we have unprecedented visibility into the device, the network, and more importantly, the user experience. This allows IT teams to better understand user experience concerns, user behavior, and the performance of critical IT assets. The unique data set that we collect is extremely complementary to the unique data set that Absolute collects. And the future potential of mining the combined data set is tantalizing. In summary, our technology drives improved security, user experience, reliability, and enhances the ROI of modern edge networks. NetMotion is well positioned for growth in this work from anywhere era. First, we bring compelling value to multiple buyers. The SMB IT manager overcoming connectivity issues, upgrading secure access solutions and enabling remote working. Or enterprise network infrastructure leads looking at adopting zero trust solutions but would love to get a quick win along the way with the next generation VPN that actually improves the end user experience. All of this while beginning the journey is sassy. Second, we have a highly efficient channel model tied to the inside sales and corporate and enterprise sales force. We have core strategic partnerships with leading network providers in NetMotion's core geographical markets, a well established presence in the reseller community, and extensive integrations enhanced by hardware, UEM, identity, and other technology alliances. Third, we have a clearly defined customer value proposition. Our technology delivers a better mobile experience, better visibility across the mobile networks, and perhaps more importantly, it is perfectly positioned to enable a VPN to SASE transition. I'll close by saying all of us at NetMotion are incredibly excited to join the Absolute team. Our shared vision and complementary technology make this the perfect combination. And now I'll hand it back to Christy.
2: Thank you, Christopher. All of us at Absolute are thrilled to welcome the NetMotion team to the Absolute family. Sorry, we had a small delay in the system here. (laughs) I'd like to share a little bit more detail about how the addition of NetMotion to the Absolute family of products creates a truly unique offering in the emerging evolution of modern endpoint resilience. Absolute is an endpoint-centric security company and is the leader in endpoint resilience solutions. Most importantly, we have the industry's only undeletable defense platform embedded in over a half a billion devices. This gives organizations complete connectivity, visibility, and control with an ability to self-heal mission-critical applications so that they remain healthy and deliver intended. For customers, this firmware embedded connection enables us to capture data, data intelligence on the device ranging from its location and usage to its health status and security posture. We also offer real endpoint remediation and control tools such as reach to help configure and maintain endpoint security posture. And finally, but most importantly, we are able to deliver endpoint resilience, a connection that can self-heal critical applications and enable the device to heal itself. When you think about it from a user standpoint, our solutions really focus on productivity. We try to keep the employee's device running securely and effectively to optimize the user experience. One of the things that we got most excited about when we were getting to know NetMotion was how philosophically aligned our two companies are. As we talk about visibility and control of devices and applications, NetMotion has been focused on visibility and control of your connection. And as we think about self-healing applications, they think about self-healing connections, leveraging their unique traffic-shaping IP. They too are solving customer problems in remote working by prioritizing a focus on intelligence, control, and resilience. As you just heard, they offer incredible data on network connectivity, user experience, and location, along with real granular policy control that can enable zero trust access and restrict applications. And much like us, they have a similar resilience capability in their network connection continuity. NetMotion really solves the modern user access challenge. And if we are solving for productivity, then NetMotion is solving for connectivity, trying to keep the user herself safely and consistently connected to the network to optimize the user experience. Based on the momentum we discussed in this quarter's earnings, it won't surprise anyone to see how both of our companies are meeting the near-term imperatives of our work from anywhere world and that we've seen that in our results. And with this transaction, we position ourselves to deliver solutions that address many of the key customer pain points that we discussed earlier. As we head into the new work from anywhere era, this transaction is about creating something new that meets the demands of what's next. That is next generation endpoint resilience. Endpoint and its health and status and security have become central to any successful organization. But in this new hybrid work from anywhere era, the endpoint is always on the move, always under attack and always changing. We can simplify the complexity of this dynamic by extending all the work we're doing on endpoint and connecting it to the network. With NetMotion, Absolute will deliver the next generation of endpoint resilience that maximizes security with uncompromised productivity. We'll dive a little bit more into Zero Trust and SASE in a second, but I really want to underscore the potential scope of the solutions that we can collectively bring to bear on critical customer problems. For example, organizations will need to collect, visualize, and analyze data about all aspects of their end users' digital work experience. Together with NetMotion, Absolute will be able to offer a unique view into the remote work experience by delivering deep insights into the device, the applications, and the network. And with firmware embedded control paired with granular network policy control, the organization can significantly enhance its security posture, improve the user experience, and enhance overall compliance. As we've discussed, the SASE transition is coming as organizations catch up to the sudden work from anywhere resolution, but we recognize that while SASE is the future, most organizations will have to adopt a thoughtful multi-year process to move from the traditional VPNs to a true SASE position. With NetMotion, we are positioned to offer a rich suite of solutions to guide that transition all within one platform. According to Gartner, by 2024, at least 40% of enterprises will have explicit strategies to adopt SASE. To really understand how our combined products could deliver unique value into the rapidly growing ZTNA and SASE markets, let's spend just a few more minutes on our differentiated approach. Zero Trust and SASE center around how you can establish trust with an endpoint and especially one that is on the move and accessing a mix of corporate assets in the cloud, on premise, or in a data center. Your standard zero trust model right now enables access to corporate resources by authenticating the user based on meeting certain policies and context requirements. And that context is typically some combination of location and identity. I think it's an oversimplification to say that an endpoint access solution that goes offline cannot facilitate access. Therefore, the first step for us is really to make the ZTN client itself resilient and self-healing. In a world where an employee could be anywhere, being able to simply connect to the network is critical. And by integrating application persistence with NetMotion's endpoint assets, we can ensure that the end user's ability to connect is not compromised. Additionally, once connected, maintaining that connection and ensuring performance, even as the employee moves around networks and locations, is one of the strong differentiators of the NetMotion product. This is exactly what NetMotion does and is one of the drivers behind their high customer NPS scores and net retention. As I mentioned earlier, Zero Trust Solutions also rely on context or details or data about the endpoint status to establish trust. Frequently, this context is somewhat limited to things like identity and location, which on their own could be a relatively low bar from a security standpoint. But given our unique position on the device, there is a lot more data and context we can contribute to that equation With the unique data sets provided by both Absolute and NetMotion, details like device health, security posture, version of security solutions, or many others can become factors in providing a better context for establishing trust. And if the security posture of the device can be context for access, then by leveraging application persistence to ensure that applications are installed and effective will mean that more users with greater security compliance will be able to simply connect. That's better security, better user experience, and more, and less work for IT.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: Putting it all together, let me give you a quick hypothetical situation that I think can really bring home how compelling this offering could be. It's Sunday night, and the employee's device is being updated with a number of patches pushed out from IT earlier in the week. And as as it so often does, something bad has happened in the patching process, which has impacted the antivirus software and left it corrupted. What's more, because the patch process was unsuccessful, the device failed to re-encrypt. And the laptop now represents a high level of security risk. In this scenario, if the zero trust network access with the endpoint connection knows the laptop is compromised, it can prevent access to corporate applications until the device has been successfully remediated. And what's more, with application persistence, we can actually restore the missing security controls on the laptop automatically by repairing or reinstalling the antivirus or encryption, protecting the data and restoring the user's ability to connect safely. In this situation, Instead of having to bring the laptop to an office for repair, or even to coordinate with IT at all, the endpoint is self-healing and resilient to the event, and the user is back online. Well, I want to switch gears for a moment and talk a little bit about how we plan to approach this market opportunity. We have identified clear go-to-market product synergies that will provide near and long-term growth opportunities for the combined company. We expect to accelerate NetMotion's bookings momentum through leveraging, Absolute's large existing enterprise and government customer base and leveraging our channels. Additionally, we expect to bolster Absolute's growth profile through selling through NetMotion's channels and approaching NetMotion's install base of iOS and Android devices. As we have talked about today, we see compelling long-term product synergies between our two companies, and our plan is to have our teams quickly work on projects related to these two areas. And as we approach that opportunity, bringing together Absolute and NetMotion's broad and complementary channel partnerships expands our market reach significantly. Absolute brings relationships with major laptop and tablet OEMs, while NetMotion has strong relationships with mobile carriers and resellers worldwide. These two channels will be powerful partnerships in the ongoing evolution of securing the work from anywhere era. We both bring a complementary land and expand strategy with direct sales teams that work with channels to enhance retention and support improved renewals. Now you heard from Christopher earlier, but I really wanna underscore how excited we are to have the NetMotion team join Absolute. The potential of this combination is going to be unlocked through the collaboration of these teams. And I couldn't be more encouraged with how well our teams have collaborated even just in getting to this moment today. I'm gonna turn it over to Steven in a moment, but I wanna wrap it up by stay by where we started with our four key themes for today. I hope you can see what we gain in the addition of the Netmo- NetMotion acquisition and how it's really remarkable and how well it lines up to the future of our space. First, acquiring NetMotion and adding network access capabilities is critical to achieving our endpoint resilience strategy based on the exciting new dynamics of the work from anywhere era. Second, we are positioned to accelerate into delivering endpoint resilience solutions That can create incredibly compelling SASE and zero trust solutions for these high growth markets. Third, we are positioned to approach a highly relevant and differentiated position in mobile as our customers manage a multi-device world. And fourth, we are positioned to create a platform with the data and control capabilities to significantly improve the ever-changing hybrid work experience, a huge benefit for organizations as we start down this journey into the work from anywhere era. This is a company that will be perfectly suited to meet the incredible challenges and opportunities in front of our customers. And this combination is about resilient secure endpoints and resilient secure network access to ultimately create a happier hybrid employee, a more effective IT department, and a more secure organization. And so with that, I'd like to hand it back over to Stephen.
3: Thanks, Christy. Let's, uh, let's get right into the financial impact of acquiring NetMotion. We benefit immediately by creating a scaled business with a $175 million ARR book of business and revenue. As Christy talked about, the acquisition of NetMotion positions us in new compelling and high growth markets to further support our revenue growth trajectory. The acquisition also provides us with meaningful revenue diversity that helps de-risk and drive our long-term growth profile. Our already solid profitability gets further bolstered by the attractive profitability profile of NetMotion. We expect that to flow through to cash generation that will enable flexibility in our capital allocation to further create stockholder value. And finally, the acquisition fundamentally strengthens our rule of 40 execution, as we will be a stronger, more diversified business with improved revenue scale and growth. And we'll be delivering that revenue growth from a strong foundation of profitability. We wanted to provide some visibility to NetMotion's financial profile. Over the last 12 months, ended March 31st, 2021, NetMotion generated approximately $60 million in revenue and ended the period with an ARR base of approximately $55 million. Adding to this nice revenue profile, they delivered strong profitability of 30% adjusted EBITDA margins and $15 million in operating cash flow. These results are on a standalone and US GAAP basis and do not include any potential closing adjustments, a gap to IFRS, or purchase accounting adjustments. Two of the key drivers of Netmotion's compelling financial profile are the company's strong net promoter scores from customers and its solid net dollar retention that's in excess of 115%. This is a testament to the stickiness of their product and high customer satisfaction, particularly seen in their premium price product in the market. We also wanted to note that NetMotion is in the process of two important expansions of their business that will further support the scalability of their model, and that also has an impact on revenue accounting. The first evolution is that the company has begun moving its customer base from a historical software license and maintenance model to a recurring subscription model. The NetMotion team started this important journey right before the pandemic in migrating existing on-prem customers from license to on-prem subscriptions. While they paused a bit on moving customers this past year as everyone dealt with the pandemic, they have turned now to only selling the subscription model to new customers. The second transition naturally follows the dynamic of selling subscription offerings, and is one of the strong core engineering and operational skill sets that Absolute brings to the story. That is, that NetMotion is beginning to transition its product delivery to the cloud from a historically on-prem installation. Absolute obviously has a lot of prowess as a cloud business and our management team is particularly experienced in these migrations. And so we look forward to driving these transitions and growth initiatives together with the NetMotion team. A final point on these business model migrations is that there's some specific accounting associated with these transitions. The revenue recognition treatment for an on-prem customer involves some level of upfront revenue recognition of the subscription commitment under the relatively new 606 guidelines. This contrasts with the typical ratable revenue recognition of cloud subscription arrangements or even the ratable treatment of on-prem maintenance revenue recognition. We of course look forward to sharing more with you on this as the transaction closes one thing that we did want to share with you though on the financial side of the acquisition is an early view of what absolute software is expected to look like on an initial pro forma basis around some of the key metrics based on a trailing 12-month basis we expect to be a 175 million dollar arr platform with about the same scale of revenue, notably gaining scale and an important revenue diversity in acquiring NetMotion. motion. As Christy noted, we expect reduced reliance on the education space. While it has certainly been a terrific driver of growth this past year, going forward, we're pleased to diversify our growth and revenue portfolio in more enterprise offerings, and importantly, The pro forma business is also expected to deliver significantly higher levels of adjusted EBITDA and operating cash flow. While these metrics, as I mentioned, don't include any adjustments for purchase accounting or adjustments for the company's US GAAP accounting to our IFRS translation, what you can see clearly is the scale, revenue diversity, and the foundation of profitability of Absolute Software going forward. We look forward to sharing more of that, as I mentioned with the close of the acquisition. What we did also want to provide you with is some color on what we see as the financial impact of the acquisition on a go-forward basis from a macro perspective. A dynamic that reflects our enthusiasm for the asset and what we believe we're uniquely able to do together with NetMotion. In a nutshell, we're excited about the NetMotion business and our bringing our unique firmware-embedded resiliency to it. Following the close of the transaction, we expect this trans- the acquisition to be accretive on a forward-looking basis to ARR growth, revenue growth, and adjusted EBITDA margin. Again, more on this, more details, after the transaction closes. With that, let's briefly overview the economics of the overall transaction. As noted, the transaction is a $340 million all-cash acquisition of NetMotion and through which NetMotion will become a wholly owned U.S. subsidiary of Absolute Software. The transaction is subject to standard closing adjustments and mechanics which we anticipate could happen toward the end of June. We're financing the acquisition through a $270 million term loan from Benefit Street Partners and $65 million in cash from our balance sheet. The term loan is a six-year tenor, bears a coupon of LIBOR plus 600 basis points, it's callable at 101 in one year, and contains reasonably standard covenants and terms. Importantly, we believe that the strong profitability profile of the combined pro forma business supports the approximately 4.5 times leverage at closing and enables us to delever going forward with our target to attain a net debt to adjusted EBITDA ratio that's below two times in a two-year time frame. On the topic of return of capital, our ongoing cash dividend payments remain in place. We believe the acquisition, financing, and capital structure strategy offers us the ability to finance the transaction quickly and efficiently from a cost of capital standpoint and helps reduce stockholder dilution, while comfortably allowing for deleveraging as we move forward, all to the benefit of stockholder equity value. As we've talked about today, we're very excited about the NetMotion business, the terrific team of people who we'll be working with, and the strategic and financial merits of the acquisition. We think this is an obvious adjacency for us to accelerate our endpoint resilience strategy and meet customer needs in the new work from anywhere era. Absolute software benefits meaningfully in bolstering our market and growth opportunity, the diversity of our revenue, and our overall scale, all on a foundation of profitability. We see Absolute providing a highly attractive investment profile, starting with a proven leadership team and adding a balanced path of revenue growth and profitability. Historically, we've delivered key and compelling solutions to drive endpoint resilience, and we've benefited from long-term durable tailwinds as a result. With the addition of NetMotion, we'll be able to compete in additional emerging high growth market segments like ZTNA and SASE, and even further enhance our growth and profitability profile and value to stockholders. With that, we appreciate your time and support, and we're glad to open the call for any questions. Operator?
1: Tom, if we do have any questions, you can press star one on your telephone keypad for any questions. Again, star one for any questions. Our first question comes from Adam Tindall from Raymond James. Okay, thanks. Good afternoon. Congrats on the results and, and the acquisition from a position of strength here. Um, Christy, I just wanted to start. We, we had previously thought that you know there might be more tuck-in type acquisitions, but this is certainly bigger than that. Is there something that changed to drive you to do something a little bit more meaningful and specifically wondering, you've partnered with SASE vendors like a Netscope, for example, whether some learnings in those partnerships that got you more competent to make this uh, big move here?
2: No, it's a great question, and thank you. So so I think this, this past year has really been unprecedented, and I realize that's a highly overused word. If you remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, one of the first areas where we saw organizations struggle was keeping their employees connected, and we made application persistence for VPN available for free to our customers. Um, I re- want to be really clear. There's, There's no um, backing away from the partnerships we already have with Netscope and others. We're still very much committed to working with those vendors under the under the application persistence program. But what we did see was, was this really integral link connected to, to endpoint resilience. If we're really going to make devices self-healing and, and deliver great security with great user experience, we we can't ignore the network piece. What we saw more often than not was it really was the network that was affecting not just the user experience but whether a device could connect to actually heal or or be able to uh, to remediate what's going on and So I think that's the first. I think we saw an acceleration in the market um and a tremendous amount of opportunity around this space especially as as we've seen organizations really lean in towards this market.
1: Got it. Um, and maybe just as, as a follow-up, you talked about how it strengthens the commitment to a Rule of 40 company. I'm wondering if you could maybe outline a little bit more detail on the planned investments and synergy expectations post-acquisition. You talked about around 50 million of trailing 12-month EBITDA, but with with those expectations, would you expect that to grow, you know, at a rate of ARR higher or lower, you know, based on the the planned investments of the combined entity?
3: Yeah, hey, it's Stephen. Good uh, question, indeed. Um, as Christy talked about in our review our of this, um, right, was that it's a really compelling acquisition for us in so many ways, particularly on their synergy side, mostly on the revenue and go-to-market synergy side. Uh, and so we've been excited um, to do that. We've been digging into it with CK and uh, Justin, the CFO and team, and we'll definitely um, provide more visibility and cover, uh, color rather, to that when we. Um, issue our guidance for the full year. And then obviously, it goes without saying, after we close the transaction, <laughs> we actually own the asset. But um, we are pretty bullish on the combination and the ability to uh, get value from our own uh, cross-selling of products you know, on each side, as well as the combination of the two, two capabilities into new products. And so it's a uh, multi-vector support to the synergy growth over time.
1: Understood. Thank you very much. Our next question from line of Mike Lockley. can from Canada Court continuity. Great. Uh, thanks for take my questions. Uh congrats on the strong results and the acquisition, certainly uh transformative. Just just trying to get a, a better feel for net motion. You know, who do they see as their most direct competitors? And are they more uh, zero trust? Or are they also providing SASE features such as secure web gateways, cloud firewall, uh, Casb, some of those type of offerings also?
4: Um, I can answer that um, from from the net motion perspective. You know, we have we have a couple of different uh, competitors based on the different products that that we're taking to market. You know, on, on the ZTNA side of things, um, we'll off, often run into uh, to a Palo Alto or a, or a Zscaler on the VPN side of things will will many times you know compete against a, a Cisco AnyConnect or or a Pulse Secure and uh and and as you start looking at kind of what what SASE really is which is you know the convergence of of networking and security um there's there's a bunch of different elements to it and uh in between you know the VPN to ZTNA transition between some of our our features that that help from uh from an endpoint firewall and endpoints uh, secure web gateway perspective, and then also kind of our in-depth experience monitoring perspective, um, we've got some pretty compelling value add for for the journey to sase And so, so we do consider ourselves a, a SASE vendor, and we, you know we speak to it from a couple different perspectives as I've just outlined.
1: Okay, great. That's that's very helpful. Thank you. And just a you know, follow-up question for me. I guess maybe for Steven, Just, just given net motions, you know, fifty-five million in ARR with the transition from perpetual to SaaS. Is this in the very early innings? So this will be a headwind to year-over-year reported revenue growth as they as they go through the transition. or Are they pretty far along in that process already?
3: Yeah. Hey, Mike. Good, good question. Um, so there's two migrations, right? There's the per- migration to cloud and the migration of their on-prem customers to subscription. Um, and the, the short answer is we see this as a creative two hour revenue growth and ARR growth on a go forward basis that we'll get into next year. Um, and that's a function of the growth profile as well as the accounting that we talked about.
1: Thanks. And just, just want to clarify one thing. I think Christy answered in the earlier question. but this doesn't impact at all any of your persistent partnerships that you think they'll, they'll all be fine with that, uh, given that motion will likely compete with some of your persistent partners.
2: You know, I think, I think, I think that from our perspective, you know, the core of resilience, it's it's very similar to, to kind of some of the feature overlap we see with, for example, other endpoint management solutions. You know, our commitment to resilience is to create self-healing capabilities, no matter what stack you have. So if you're using one of our partner solutions and you want to leverage our platform to make that solution self-healing as well, we probably wouldn't have the same level of data and visibility that we would have on an integrated solution. But we know that this is a very early phase within this market. And so we're going to see a lot of diversity. And that really is just a part of, of kind of being foundational within an ecosystem. So again, similar to what we see in UEM, where our approach is, great, let's make that UEM persistent. Let's you know, figure out how we can do better integration with those vendors. You know, our approach in to other partners in this space would be exactly the same. I don't think we ever approach a customer assuming that that we're going to sort of own the complete stack, and and that's why being easy to integrate into the enterprise has got to be incredibly critical.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'll ask one more question to Pascale, and maybe just just going back to the, the strong quarter. Um, you know, I guess on just. The education market, you know, very strong, 35% AR growth, and realize with the acquisition will become a smaller piece of your market. But how, how do you see kind of that business growing as you're starting to lap, you know, the, the COVID uh, or you know, school from home era? You know, just been a, a great growth driver, and just wondering how we should think about that going forward.
2: It, it's a great question, and and I've, I've, I've said, you know, we continue to see a lot of strength in that market. I don't think we've seen that change um in the past quarter clearly uh, as as demonstrated by our results we We have said you know at some point you know when 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 these educational institutions get to the other side of their digital transformation, we would expect to see some leveling off but but from where we sit today, we continue to see stable and building pipeline in that segment Great. that's
1: that's encouraging to hear and congrats on everything. I'll pass the line thank you and our next question comes from scott Berg from needham
5: hi everyone congrats on a good quarter and uh interesting acquisition here i guess let's start with the acquisition really quick is uh christy the the, uh we'll call it the endpoint access uh market is, is highly competitive i know um i think it's chris the company ceo talked about some of the competitors that they compete with out there but if you were to to to, to look at NetMotion, what's the kind of the one feature functionality component to their platform that you are most impressed with that says, hey, this is super differentiated relative to that competitive end market?
2: I I think there's two pieces. Unfortunately, there's not one. I think the first is um, the unique IP they have and the ability to shape the traffic that really impacts the user experience. So in this past year, we've all been at home. You've been on a Zoom call you have a bunch of applications running, you know, the ability to actually uh, optimize the traffic that goes to the applications you need at that moment, especially when some of them are in the cloud and some of them are behind the firewall and they're in a variety of different places. It's not an easy thing to do. And honestly, that's where a lot of what I'd call legacy VPN solutions fall flat. And I think the, the second, part of, second but connected part of that is really the resilience piece. You know there's some unique ip around how you move between networks and and even if you're not leaving your home you know depending on what's going on in your home other people are jumping on and off the network you could be changing network connections the network could glitch out for a moment Um, the ability to survive that and actually keep a seamless user experience um, and and a seamless security experience i think was incredibly compelling and so you know, it would be a mistake to think of this as us kind of going backwards into the VPN market. I think we're really going into this facing forwards and saying, listen, it's going to take the, the industry a couple of years to kind of get to what's next in modern connectivity strategies. And we're looking at building blocks. We think enterprise resilience is about creating controls that don't fail. And we can make c- controls that don't fail from an application and device perspective. And they bring a lot to the table with creating that same resilience on the network.
5: got it that's helpful and then Stephen, uh, as a follow-up if you look at your net revenue retention of the quarter obviously fantastic at 110 especially relative to where the company's been in the last couple of three four years can you help us understand where the improvements are coming from is it more better retention driving that number up maybe you're having better you know upsell or cross sell um you know success with some of those customers lately I Any mean, maybe you know color there would be helpful
3: Sure, sure. Hey, Scott, good good question. And, um, you know, the dynamic is really what we have talked about probably the last quarter or two, which is the improvement really has come from a solid, fundamental, you know, singles and doubles type, type of thing, improvement in the core renewal rate. Uh, the expansion side of the business, the economic model of land and expand continues to be fairly robust this quarter, last quarter, you know, now, and and that part of the model is working really nicely. And what we've done, and we've talked a little bit about this uh, with you, obviously, and and others, that we really restructured how we cover customers, how we incent our sales force, how we partition our sales force between bringing in new logos and upselling customers versus renewing um, our customer base. And we're just getting more, time under our belt and more experience with our teams and covering our customers so that we're seeing a steady-eddy increase in core renewal rates little by little, and that's what continues to bump up the total net dollar retention sequentially quarter after quarter. Great. Thanks for taking my questions. Thanks, Scott.
1: Our next question comes from David Kwan from TD Securities. Good afternoon. Uh congratulations on a great quarter and uh it looks like a great acquisition here as well. Um wondering if you could maybe talk about the integration that's involved with this acquisition, whether it be from a platform perspective or, or just the company's overall um employees, et cetera.
2: Hi David, sure. We're happy to. Um so clearly, you know, we're we're only in the integration exploration conversation so i just have to caveat with that i think we you know we're clearly not uh, directly connected to one another's businesses but but i think our 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 philosophy as we go into this is that they're doing a really great job with their business so for at least from a selling and marketing perspective we want them to continue to do a great job with their business and so we'll use the first couple of quarters to really focus on Driving performance in the market, while our back-end product teams are working on on some of these early product projects that I talked talked a little bit about earlier. So, so you wouldn't expect to see sort of a big integration on on day one. We're very lucky that we have a, a team that has been through a fair number of these and understand a, a lot of the risks around them. And so we're taking a very pragmatic approach, I think, on both sides um, to really be thoughtful about how we work our way through this.
1: Okay. Um, and can you maybe talk about um, cost synergies? Like, is, there, is are you expecting much in terms of cost synergies? You talked about kind of a pro forma um, numbers, which I assume just kind of adding one plus one. Is, is there anything beyond that um, in any meaningful way that you think we could realize um, with the combined company?
3: Hey, David. Um, yeah, it's a good question. And there certainly to be some cost synergies, right, at the base level of putting two, Functioning companies together, uh, dare I say, there are certain positions that you don't need two of, right? And so we'll work through that together in the most efficient way. Uh, But as Christy and CK both talked to the adjacency of these two businesses um, and the the um, synergy of the product and the and the value prop to customers makes this much much more of a revenue expansion and synergy story than it does putting two massively overlapping things together and you could rip a whole bunch of cost out. Like this is, this is not really that movie. There's definitely some cost synergies and efficiencies to be extracted, but that's not the driver. It's more a driver of the revenue top line synergy.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Um, I guess last question for me, um, just on the enterprise and the government uh, vertical, um, you know, the growth has been kind of, there in the low double-digit range. I know COVID's impacted some, some of the verticals like healthcare and retail and professional services. You know, could you see that, that growth getting up, upwards into kind of the mid to high teens and even 20% at some point over the next couple of years, or, or should we be kind of expecting kind of this low double-digit type growth rates?
2: I can I can start that with uh, with talking a little bit about what's going on in that market, and then Stephen, feel free to uh, sure, to chime sure. in. So I, you know, we're in a very unusual period. I think we were seeing growth rates of, of 14, 16% on on enterprise a year ago. I think as we talk about on each of these calls, uh, we've seen a number of segments that slowed down, retail and a number of others that that uh, it's sort of one-off hits here or there. Um, but that hasn't tampened, tamp, uh, tampened our sort of view on what the the long-term outlook is we've talked a little bit about some of the new product introductions and some of the new innovations we're working on that are affecting that space the investments we're making on net retention as uh, Stephen announced some of the additional international markets that we've been hiring and standing up and sending people into so so i you know i, I don't think our view on the on the uh, the post-covid world has has gone down in any way i think we still strongly believe that that long-term, the right place in the rule of 40 for us is is 2020. And that's independent of whatever we would do uh, uh, from an M&A perspective.
3: Yeah, and to add, that's a good question, David. And Christy's good point is that the growth that we've seen and that we expect to have and that we invest in is around some of our enterprise customers as well. Obviously, we uh, cover the gamut of enterprise uh, mid-market and SB small business customers. Uh, And we've seen some nice traction in the enterprise, um, as you said, uh, overall and by sector. And so at some point, we do um, expect some of the pressure that is pulling down some of the sectors in general, and then maybe even offsetting some of the large growth sectors um, to abate so that we can start seeing lift in the overall portfolio.
1: Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks. And the last question we have comes from the line of Dennis Pons, uh excuse me, from BMOC to Capital Markets. Hey, guys. Uh, I'll let go the congrats on the quarter and on the deal. Um, in terms of the uh, uh, license to SaaS transition, can you just clarify, will existing net motion customers be required to move to a um, subscription model, a license model? Um, and
3: then just in terms of um, the terms is typically a, a 12-month uh, contract term or what does the, the average look like? Sure, and, and we can tag team uh, on this with CK for sure. But, you know, my learning and understanding and, and spending a bunch of time with their CFOs, who's a great guy, um, as they approached the transition pre-pandemic, um, it was really more of a work with customers constructively to move them over. And then as a lot of um, first responders, healthcare organizations, government organizations were in large enterprises were dealing with a pandemic. The view was let's not force people over, so it's being done in a very thoughtful um, collaborative way with customers. And, and I think as I mentioned, the view is that the on-prem is you know no longer sold to new customers, and so it's really a story uh, of how that gets migrated you know over the next uh, um, year going plus going forward.
4: Yep, yeah, and just just to add as 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 um, Stephen highlighted, we've had a just a lot of organic momentum, uh, people moving from their, their traditional perpetual maintenance perpetual licenses uh, to subscription. And uh, since momentum's been there, we've just been uh, been encouraging it. But um, in conjunction um, with the absolute uh, team, we'll, we'll look to see if we want to accelerate that or, or keep it as is. But either way, it's it's certainly heading in the right direction.
1: And then, in terms of terms, are typically people going to twelve-month terms um, on new deals, or what does that look like?
4: Yeah, it is. It is traditionally twelve-month terms.
1: Okay. Um, in terms of uh, go to markets you mentioned that uh, there's a high uh, channel element, but what, what does the mix look like as far as channel versus uh, direct within uh, NetMotion?
4: Yep. So, so, so currently today, it's uh, uh, Stephen. Uh, I don't know if you want us to speak to the exact percentages but it's it, it, it's a it's a, we're we're heavily channel focused organization it's uh one of the decisions i made uh five years when i when i joined the decision when i joined the business to decide whether we're going to be a channel organization or not and so we've invested heavily in the channel and i think it's one of the things that that it makes us unique and it's one of uh one of the things that when christy and i started speaking early on i think that she got quite excited about because it's not only do we have the kind of traditional the value added resellers like the CDWs of the world. We've got a, a really, you know, global channel go to market around carriers as well. And so we've got really trusted channel partners like um, AT&T, um, like Verizon, like Rogers, um, Deutsche Telekom, and uh, and a variety of others in those markets. And so, so not only is that a great go to market for, for NetMotion as we were standalone, but, uh, but you also look at the kind of the the broad platform that Absolute has as well, we think that's where we'll be able to bring quite a bit of value to the table.
1: Okay, and then finally from a vertical perspective, I mean, clearly a lower level of uh, education exposure, but just otherwise any uh, key vertical differences to to call out? Um, Is it really broadly distributed across other verticals or any any specific um, uh, verticals to to highlight in terms of uh, net motion current mix?
4: Yeah, so so when it came to the verticals, uh, first I'd like to speak to kind of the the vertical overlap, and and uh, and and that's one of the things that once again you know Christy and I talked about right away that and uh, and Stephen that we thought was was pretty exciting is is you know one of our one of our core markets is is first responders, and so that's a market that both organizations have a lot of strength and experience in and and great customers in, and then the other was was legal, which is one of our fastest growing markets and one of the examples. I referenced before with, uh, with the lawyer that's on an that international flight trying to download that file. And so, so, um, so we think that's a, uh, an area that we're we'll both be able to uniquely benefit each other. And then, and then outside of that, you know, we've got a lot of uh, great customers in the airline industry and in logistics. Um, so, so we feel that that's, that's some additional kind of value add that we can bring over. And then, as you mentioned, we haven't traditionally done a lot in the education space. Very
1: thanks for that one. And at this current time, there are no other questions in queue.
2: All right. I want to thank everybody for spending a a fair amount of time with us this afternoon, and we'll look forward to speaking with you all very soon.
1: This does conclude conclude today's conference. You may now disconnect. Please hold the line.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple.